And hello everyone, this is Renata Daniel from the Rich Witch Club and you are listening to my podcast where I hope to motivate you to do some rethinking about your manifesting and your mindset and hope to inspire you to change your habits and to think differently about creating a better life for yourself and to motivate you along the way. So we are still in the Atomic Habits book by James Clear and in this episode I'm going to talk to you about the two-minute rule and this is where he breaks down change and forming new habits into small two-minute bites. And so he says, you'll find that nearly any habit can be scaled down into two-minute versions. So read before bed each night becomes just read one page. And do 30 minutes of yoga becomes take out your yoga mat. (laughs) And study for a class becomes open my notes. Fold the laundry becomes fold one pair of socks. And run three miles becomes tie my running shoes. So the idea is to make your habits as easy as possible to start with. As easy as possible to start with. So again, once once we kind of consider that we're trying to change the whole kit and caboodle and we make things too difficult for our brains to comprehend and to take in, we are just setting ourselves up for failure. So it is far easier to break things down into very small chunks and to cope with the change and absorb it slowly. So he says anyone can meditate for a minute or read one page or put put one item of clothing away. And as we have discussed, it's a powerful strategy because you've started doing the right thing And it's much simpler and easier to continue doing it. So a new habit should not feel like a challenge. The actions that follow can be challenging, but the first two minutes should be easy. What you want is a gateway habit that naturally leads you down a more productive path. You can usually figure out the gateway habits that will lead to your desired outcome by mapping out your goals on a scale from very easy to very hard. So people often think it's weird to get hyped up about reading one page or meditating for a minute or making one change that might take two minutes. But the point is not to do one thing. The point is to master the habit by showing up. The truth is a habit must be established before it can be improved. So if you can't learn the basic skills of showing up, then you have little hope of mastering the finer details. So as you master the art of showing up, the first two minutes simply becomes a ritual at the beginning of a larger routine. So this is not merely a hack to make habits easier, but it's actually the ideal way to master a difficult skill. The more you ritualize the beginning of a process, the the more likely it becomes that you will just slip into the state of deep focus that is required to do 
great things. By doing the same warm-up every workout, you make it easier to get into the state of peak performance. By following the same creative ritual, you make it easier to get into the hard work of creating. So the two-minute rule can seem like a trick to some people, but you know that the real goal is to do more than just two minutes, so it may feel like you're trying to fool yourself. Nobody's actually aspiring to read one page or do one push-up or to open their notes. And if you know it's a mental trick, why would you fall for it? If the two-minute rule feels forced, try this. Do it for two minutes and then stop. Go for a run, but you must stop after two minutes. Start meditating, but you must stop after two minutes. Your habit can only last 120 seconds. Strategies like this work for another reason too. They reinforce the identity you want to build. So if you show up to the gym five days in a row, even if it's just for two minutes, you are casting votes for your new identity. Yay, this is the new me. I am turning up. We rarely think about change this way because everyone is consumed by the end goal. But one push-up is better than no push-ups at all. And one minute of reading is better than never picking up a book. At the same point, once you've established the habit you're showing up each day, you can combine the two-minute technique that we call habit shaking, shaping to scale your habit back up towards your ultimate goal. Start by mastering the first two minutes of the smallest version of the behaviour and then advance to an intermediate step and repeat the process. So work up to five minutes, and then work up to ten minutes, and then work up to half an hour. And it might take you a few weeks before you get up to that half hour, and that's fine. Just think for those two weeks or, or, a, or one month, whatever it is that it's taken you to get there, how much in total you have done is better than doing nothing at all. So habits can be completed in a few seconds, but continue to impact your behavior for minutes or hours afterwards. And many habits occur at decisive moments, choices that are like a fork in the road and either send you in the direction of a productive day or an unproductive one. And how many of us have done just one thing early in the morning and then we say to ourselves, my whole day is ruined. Can't do anything else. So the two-minute rule states when you're starting a new habit, you should take less than two minutes to do it. The more you ritualize the beginning of a process, the more likely it becomes that you will slip into the deep state of focus that is required to do great things. Standardize before you optimize. You can't improve a habit that doesn't exist. That's an awesome, awesome short chapter. And it makes so much sense. So much sense. Sometimes success is less about making good habits easy and more about making bad habits hard. So this is an inversion of the third law of behavior change. Make it difficult. If you find yourself continually struggling to follow through on your plans, then you can take a page from Victor Hugo and make your bad habits more difficult by creating what psychologists call a commitment device. 
commitment device is a choice you make in the present that controls your actions in the future. It is a way to lock in future behaviour, bind your good habits and restrict you from bad ones. There are many ways to create a commitment device. You can reduce overeating by purchasing food in individual packages rather than in bulk. You can voluntarily ask to be added to the banned list in casinos or online poker machine sites to prevent future gambling sprees. Another example is to sorry for the pause there Uh, another thing to do is to put money away straight uh, into a separate bank account um, for your savings uh, and not have it come into a normal bank account or onto your credit card um, or spending card so that if it's not there uh, you are less willing to spend it so commitment devices increase the odds that you'll do the right thing in the future by making bad habits difficult in the present however we can do even better we can make good habits inevitable and bad habits impossible So remember, we're more likely to continue a good habit if we find that it is rewarding or if it is pleasant in some way. So when you're changing your behaviour, it needs to be finished off with some reward. It needs to feel as though you actually believe and sense that you are doing a great thing, a good thing. Uh, And that is going to give you that sense of accomplishment and that um, there is a an outcome that is being provided that's going to nourish you and give you gratification so the vital thing in getting a habit to stick is to feel successful even if it's in a small way so the feeling of success is a signal that your habit has paid off and that the work is worth the effort in a perfect world The reward for a good habit is the habit itself. In the real world, good habits tend to feel worthwhile only after they have provided you with something. Early on, it's all sacrifice. You've gone to the gym, for example. You're starting to feel stronger or fitter. At least not in any noticeable sense do you believe that you are really making that great change on your body. But over time, you will find that you might shed some weight and there might be some greater definition in your muscles. And so over time, uh, there is an accumulation of the reward. So what we're really talking about here when we're discussing immediate rewards is the ending of a behavior and the beginning of a good one. And now this is called reinforcement. It requires habits of avoidance So you want to stop doing things like no frivolous purchases, no alcohol for a month, no buying an extra pair of shoes, no spending two hours at the end of the night uh, on TikTok uh, rather than sleeping and getting adequate rest. And so you have to look at, well, what can there be as a reward for the sacrifice? 
And that might be putting money away for a holiday at the end of the year, or it might be something that you can gift to yourself um, at the end of the month so that that reward again isn't something that you have to wait for for a long period of time. But there are small rewards that come. Um, Treating yourself in some way that gives you a sense that you're leading a a better or a more first-class life. So the fourth law of behaviour change is to make it satisfying. We are more likely to repeat a behaviour when the experience is satisfying. The human brain has evolved to prioritise immediate rewards rather than delayed rewards. So this is this thing that I was just talking about, about saving for a holiday, but we also need rewards that are more frequent. And they can be simple, small rewards, but some form of reward where you can say, okay, I have given up, I have sacrificed these other things, but the reward I get for it is maybe satisfaction that I am kicking a bad habit. Or maybe it's something more physical, as in a small gift for yourself. So what is immediately rewarded is repeated. What is immediately punished is avoided. To get a habit to stick, you need to feel immediately successful, even if it's in a very small way. So the first three laws of behaviour change is make it obvious, make it attractive and make it easy. And these will increase the odds that a behaviour will be formed will be performed time after time. The fourth law of behaviour change, make it satisfying, increases the odds that the behaviour will be repeated next time around. So again, I hope I've given you enough to think about between now and the next episode. And uh, the next episode, we're going to be looking at how to stick to good behaviours every day. And we're almost at the close of this book. We're going to be going on to a new one in the new month. I hope that um, you're finding enough to compel you to keep going with this change of habits and looking at, at how you establish your habits and looking at the opportunities to change bad habits and reinforce good ones. So until next time. See you later and we'll be back soon with more information for you. Bye for now.